G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. An update today on the Aussie Christian musician who's released his debut single earlier this year but has set himself the ambitious task of releasing 100 what he calls folked up hymns in 100 months. In other words, taking the lyrics of old hymns, many of them more than a hundred years old, and reworking them with a modern folk feel. It's a little unusual. Hayden Jones is back with us. He goes by the name H.L. Jones, as that name appears on his releases. Hayden, welcome back to 2020. Thanks for having me again, Neil. Hayden, great to reconnect. Where are you up to in your 100 folked up hymn goal? Well, at present, we're at hymn number 14, or rather will be, perhaps by the end of this interview. So um, for those of who are unfamiliar, uh, what um, my wife Merrin and I have been up to is we've been taking old hymns from uh, hymn writers like Charles Wesley and Isaac Watts, Joseph Hart and so many others, and um, putting our brand of folk music to them, um, along with uh, a few original Christian songs. And we're also making, been making film clips for all of them um, and uploading to the YouTube and Spotify, Apple Music and the rest. And our 14th hymn is where we're up to at present. Aidan, remind us how you describe the idea of putting a folk spin on these old hymns. I suppose it's our our, uh, our particular taste in music has, has influenced um, how we want to make these hymns. And it's sort of with a view to being... Folk is a fairly broad genre um, and can encompass a lot of things. And it's, it's very much with a view to being as creative as possible, given we're made in the image of a creator God who is... is He's pretty creative himself. <laughs> and so we're, you know, it's largely acoustic guitar driven, um, but also encompassing all kinds of interesting sounds. And, um, you know, from the creaking of my desk to um, teacups to you know, reversing tracks and uh, just, just trying to be quite experimental and um, but hopefully not alienating <laughs> and not so so unusual that, uh, that people uh, don't like it. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's sort of our, our bent and this is really different, isn't it, to the way you grew up and the music style that shaped you. I remember last time we spoke, uh, we discussed the idea that you called yourself a pretty dark kid in the, sorts, right. of, the sorts of music that you used to listen to. But this is a very big difference from uh, early days and early listening styles. Yeah, very much so. I mean, it was, it was all very much secular, very much anti-God. And and that's where I was at the time. I was opposed. I was opposed to uh, to the Lord, and and so now I find myself in a position where, rather than being opposed to God, um, uh, both Marin and I, my wife Marin and I, um, want to seek to glorify Him with the music He's called us to be about. And 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 just on that, um, you know, I'd argue the entirety of human endeavour uh, is with a view ultimately to lifting up the name of the Lord, and um, that may look like a song sung in a church setting, or it, you know, 
it could could look like anything. Could like uh, look like a, a landscaper, um, you know, um, doing his best to waterproof a brick wall uh, uh, when he when he goes to push soil up against it so his client doesn't get water in their house. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, it could work. It could you know it could look like how we relate in our work situations, our home situations, um, how we talk to our family members, fellow church members. Uh, how we talk or listen to those we disagree with, um, how we debate with atheists, which has happened a few times already. Even worse, you know, those um, who have a different view of baptism to us. It's all with a view to giving God glory and um, yeah, our actions and our endeavours should should uh, reflect that. And, and that's what we're seeking to do with this endeavour is to, to ultimately to glorify the Lord. So a hundred hymns in a hundred months, you've already got 13 of those up on YouTube. Listeners will be able to find those. No doubt there's a channel there, H.L. Jones. The next one coming out on the 20th of October, and it's a hymn that was written by G.K. Chesterton, O God of Earth and Altar. And you've been finding and rediscovering a whole lot of real a treasure in these old hymn lyrics. This one's particularly mm. special. Yes, uh, I mean, if you're inter- uh, if your listeners are um, interested in a description of much of Western civilization at present, um, I would argue "O oh God of Earth and Altar" by G.K. Chesterton is a good place to um, to see a description of what's going on. Uh, the words are striking. Uh, I mean, in this hymn alone, uh, G.K. Chesterton addresses the false hope we put in government as a saviour. Uh, he addresses people leaving the church, our idolatry in the West as we worship money and success, our increasing social division and tribalism, our arrogance, uh, thinking we're in the right and we can't be wrong. For example, like some of the words, I think it's the first verse where it says, uh, just a section, as our earthly rules falter, our people drift and die, the walls of gold entomb us, the swords of scorn divide. Take not thy thunder from us, but take away our pride. And and hats off to G.K. Chesney. I mean, he was likely speaking into what was happening around him, but the words perfectly fit um, to what we're seeing today as we increasingly reject the foundation on which our Western civilization was built, namely Christ and his word. And so that's our current hymn. And, and while we talk about old hymns, uh, there's a temptation, I think, more generally, to want new things, new creativity. But if you find something that's been around for a 100 years, and even though you had to brush a bit of dust off it, the value of something that's been around over a 100 years, the values that it reflects, these shouldn't be ignored. A tremendous treasure in those lyrics. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there's there's literally thousands of them that we're not singing. And, and it's not as though, like, musically we're seeking to replace the music that went before, um, I, I think there is a there is a temptation in the in the church to well let's let's put those things aside because they're they're old hat. But you know if we've got old members in, in a congregation who grew up worshiping the Lord to these, we need to keep those in our church, keep the old way they were sung, but also incorporate the new. And so on one hand, we're not seeking to come up with something that's because it's better, but because it, it will address a, a, a new generation who is less inclined to, to listen to some of these old hymns when there is just such a deep truth. And this is where you develop a passion for these hymns. Uh, it doesn't 
probably come just automatically. You don't just say, I, I like hymns from today forward. But you've <laughs> yeah. discovered some deeper things in them, and, uh, and I guess a passion grows uh, for some of the treasures you find in these old hymns. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, um, as I said, there's, there's just incredible depth in some of these hymns. They can be moving and, um, and cut us to the core of our conscience and our heart. And, and, and as I mentioned, you know, some of them cut to the core of the maladies, maladies of uh, society. And it's something that has developed over time. And I think in the, the last time we talked, I, um, I mentioned how we started, and it was just on, on the back of a couple of, a couple of people in our church mentioning putting new music to old hymns. But it, it sort of developed into something that we derived so much pleasure not just from the music, but the depth of these old words as they point to Christ and what He's done for us, and the the reality that there is in the same in a similar way, and, and there is a real depth to these hymns because of how saturated the, the hymn writers were in the Word. And I think I think it's something worth holding on to, and it's not something that's not uh, that's less relevant now. It's actually something that is just as relevant now because some of the, some of the depth in these. Um, addresses the issues of conscience that we have. Addresses how sure our hope is in Christ, and not that not that new songs don't do that, but there is. But each each verse of of uh, of a hymn can often say more in it than a, than a whole um, new song can. And I think we cast these things aside to our peril. And it's it's not the authoritative word of God, but it is based on it. And we need the word, and we need it every day. And and these hymns are, whilst not essential for salvation, are so valuable to the the body of Christ. Uh, so, I feel. Hayden, are doors opening for you? You've got thirteen clips up on YouTube with these old hymns. You're about to have your fourteenth. Uh, are there people saying, "Hey, I need to get a." A hold of Hayden, he needs to come and sing at our church or uh, you're getting invited to be a speaker online. Are there any doors opening for you? Yeah, there, there are. It's slow and steady. Um, we, I have had uh, recently um, have had a few people ask us to do live performances at church and I've had to say no up to this point because it's not really what I've been <laughs> practicing doing. You know, you sort of you get a song down and then you upload it and it's done and dusted and then you walk you sort of dust your hands off and then forget how you played it. So that's only been something that's recently started up. I've been starting to work on a, a, a live set list so we can play live. Um, we have had a number of churches use our videos, um, especially you know as there's been lockdowns going on. Um, so we've had a number of people. Um, a number of pastors uh, play our music for their congregation, and and that's been really encouraging for us. Um, and yeah, as I say, we've seen steady growth just just on the channel. Um, we've also started another YouTube channel, which uh, which is a, called a Hymn for Today, and that's really to facilitate those who who just want something a bit more restful in their hymns. And and that's that's a comment we've received repeatedly. It's sort of a desire for for um, people to have something they can actually rest to, which I, I found interesting. Uh, we've just recently, last two weeks ago, um, collaborated with a guy uh, by the name of Nathan Haywood from uh, the UK. He's a jazz pianist and a violinist, and um, he's got some wonderful music on his channel. And so I collaborated with him. I play guitar, and we've both sung, and I think that's about to release in a couple of days, I think, on his channel. And, you know, a young fellow uh, by the name of Mario, uh, who 
did a cover of one of our tracks, and, and that was really encouraging. He's in a he's in a Christian band called uh, that a space themed band called Retrograde Rocket, uh, of all things. So there's a lot of creativity that's out there, and, and just touching base with um, a lot of other Christian artists. And what's been sh- shocking to me, in a good way, and surprising, not what I expected to find when I started digging into some of these uh, other Christian bands and Christian creatives, is the actual depth of of um, truth that there is amongst these sort of communities, these online communities and things. And that's been a, a, a really encouraging to me. Uh, and But of course, you know, having people who um, just are messaging us and, and are encouraged by our music is, is just so encouraging. And even having people who aren't believers, this, this has been the surprising thing for both Marin and I is that we've had a number of people who've walked away from the church get in touch with us and just chat to us. And that's been really cool. And just so thoroughly encouraging. And uh, I mean, we've even got a, a few atheist subscribers and things. And yeah, we're just seeing the Lord work. And it's not because of any great merit on our part, but because just because of His goodness. <laughs> Wonderful yeah. stuff. Hey, yeah. Hayden, all the best as the 14th hymn hits YouTube on the 20th of October, taking mm-hmm. the lyrics of Thank old you. hymns, many of them more than 100 years old, reworking them with a modern folk feel and a goal to have a hundred hymns up in a hundred months. Hayden Jones, or H.L. Jones, as the name appears on his releases, and so search for H.L. Jones on YouTube. You can follow Hayden on Linktree, uh, look for H.L. Jones there, and uh, get in touch with him through social media sites. Uh, But on YouTube, H.L. Jones, and he did mention a new YouTube channel too called A Hymn for Today. Uh, Hayden, just great getting your insights. Thanks so much for sharing them with us. Thanks for the update and all the best as things happen with this latest release that's coming out on the 20th of October. Let's have a listen into it. It's an old hymn. It was written by G.K. Chesterton. It's called O God of Earth and Altar. Thanks so much, Neil. O God of Earth and Altar Bow down and hear our cry Our earthly rulers falter Our people drift and die The walls of gold empty us The swords of scorn Yeah. Mm-hmm.
Taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.